Welcome to The Data Coach, a podcast about how data plus people equals a data-driven culture. You'll hear from me, Lorena Vasquez, a passionate data lover, an advocate for data-driven organizations, and now your data coach. Welcome to another episode of The Data Coach Podcast. On today's episode, I'll be talking about data teams. Let me start with a few questions. What are the different kinds of data teams? For starters, there are data engineering teams. There could be one or many data engineering teams in your organization. Data engineers are responsible for the data pipelines, the infrastructure of how data flows through your systems. This could include ETL, ELT code, data warehousing, data marts, MBI tool infrastructure. They may or may not be responsible for the governance of the data. There are also data analytics teams. At some places, this could be a business analytics team divided into further teams depending on business functions. And this is the one team that you will see different practices of it, centralized versus decentralized. Analytics is responsible for understanding the insights that the data provides. This could be through some exploratory analysis, by building out dashboards, and or by finding insights from such analysis and providing that to other teams. Data analysts are not just there to provide you with data. They are the experts of that data and can explain the trends and insights that are being seen. There are also data scientists, the newer kids to the block. With the rise of big data came the rise of machine learning and artificial intelligence. The evolution of how data was used went from simple analytics in Excel to sophisticated models in Python and R and other tools. These sophisticated models learn and can predict, you know, what comes next. Data scientists play the role in that development and development of those models. There are the the hybrid of engineering and analytics. They can scrub data clean and make magic, as I would say, out of disparate data sets. Let me ask you another question. Do we always see these teams in every organization? Does your organization have all of these teams or only a subset? Or you're not sure? Not all organizations are the same. So we're not going to assume that every organization has all these teams. Let's talk about how these teams could appear in your organization. For example, data engineering may not even exist in your organization as a separate role or a separate team. The work could be done by software engineers. The skill sets are similar, but the titles may differ in responsibility. Data engineering is relatively a new term. For many years, data engineers lived within software engineering as either teams that worked on data warehousing or database administrators and data infrastructure pipelines. As the use of data has matured, so has the need for a separate role that looks for specific skill sets that are required for data engineering. Such skill sets include auditing mindset, database performance and tuning, and what I think is very an, a very important skill, data modeling with the user in mind. An experienced data engineer knows 
to ask who is going to be using the tables, what are the performance needs, and how that data needs to be accessed and or stored. Moving on to analytics. This team may exist only on the business side with no support from tech. Analysts that are in a decentralized model will have limited visibility into what the different workload may be actually happening um, and at what times, you know, at, at some times they're repeating the same analysis, right, across different teams. For data scientists, they may be part of the analytics organization with no separation of responsibilities. And sometimes data scientists may not even exist in your organization, right? Depends on how mature your organization may be. When it comes to organizational structure, these three teams may or may not be reporting up to the same person. In a, for example, a CTO. Maybe they're reporting to different people. This separation of these teams may sound like it's suited for large organizations. How does this work with a small organization? Let's say less than 100. In smaller organizations, I've seen that analytics and data engineering can be the same people. That's because the organization can't afford to staff entire teams dedicated to those tasks. It could also mean that the organization is in, is, is in its infancy and building fast is a priority. If you haven't been in a small company or startup, let me tell you, everyone wears many hats. So, so why have these teams? These teams are the pillars by which a data-driven company stands on. Without having a team dedicated to data pipelines, then you won't have clean, reliable, and trustworthy data. Without analytics, you won't have a single source of metrics and reporting. Without data science, you won't be able to use your historical data for predictive analytics or NLP or any of the other more mature advanced analytics options. So how should these teams work? If you get tired of me saying collaboration, then get tired some more. I think you'll know that collaboration is key. One way to think about collaboration is through office space or layout. I'm not talking here about the movie. It is about the seating of these teams. Now, this all de depends on the floor layouts. Open floor versus cubes versus flex space. It all depends on those floor layouts on whether the teams are located in the same geographic location. If this is a global company, do members of the teams work out of different locations? Let's take a simple example and work our way up. So here's the setup. Same, same office building, analytics team is centralized, and all three teams report up to the chief technology officer. In this orga organizational structure, these teams are probably already working well since the barriers that could break down the communication, such as different reporting chains, conflicting priorities, different geolocation, it, it doesn't exist, right? A few things could throw this organizational structure out of whack. For example, let's say that all of the data engineers sit on the 25th floor and analytics is on the 50th floor and data science is uh, 
is on the 39th floor. This configuration doesn't work because going to another floor becomes an inconvenience for people. We've all been there before. Even going one floor up, you'd rather just slack or message someone because it's quicker. And although messaging is used all the time now as a form of communication, things may get lost in translation even in this day and age. Now, the only thing I would recommend in this example is to ensure that if you can't move the teams on the same floor, then look at two options. You can create smaller teams that are mixed with analysts, engineers, and data scientists. They would work on a project together and see it from beginning to end. Another option is to invest heavily in, a, in having a, a communication strategy between these teams. This can mean that you have daily stand-ups in which everyone talks about what they're working on. Now, mind you, this could be troublesome for very large teams. It can mean bi-weekly meetings that, you know, where people share updates and present the work that they've done. It could also just mean a data team event for team members to get to know each other more than just inside the walls of the building that you spend all day in. Well, now that we've covered a simple scenario, let's take a look at a more complicated one. Let's say the organization is a global company. Analysts are located in New York, engineers in Ireland, and data scientists in California. This is a bit tough scenario right? because it involves different geographic locations. If you haven't been in those scenarios, it can be tricky to manage. How do you get people to communicate when they are sleeping or when other people are sleeping? Although some of the issues are more larger in scale, you know, outsourcing versus offshoring, we can think of it in the lens of what systems you need to have in place so that collaboration still, still occurs. I think we've all been there before. Right? There are issues communicating even when you're on the same side of the floor or even right next to each other. But I digress. Let, let's talk some tactics that can be done to increase collaboration. Common messaging channel. If you're Skype, Microsoft Teams, Slack, whatever the tool it is, you need to have a common room or group chat for all your teams. Set the purpose, set the purpose of the group chat and invite everyone that is part of those groups. This isn't going to be a cool people only or you know certain leaders or certain people that get added to it. Invite everyone. And as part of onboarding, make sure the new hires are added to those groups so that they're aware of what's going on. Cadence on what you're working on. If this is an agile development model, ensure that there is a clean active sprint that people have visibility to and tag people along the way that may be impacted or interested in the work that is being done. The third thing to look at is common knowledge space that everyone contributes to. Just like the common messaging channel, right? This could be a wiki space or internet page that is being maintained by all these teams. This is important because as new team members come on board, if you don't have great documentation, every single new hire will have similar, if not the same questions and the learning curve never gets better. Having a knowledge space allows for a reduced learning curve. 
Now we've covered two scenarios, and there's more flavors that span that spectrum. What I want you to take away from today's episode is that not all data teams are created equal. Even if your company doesn't have these teams, or maybe has more, they have data ops, they have DBAs, you know, data QA, etc. Right? I want you to realize that one size doesn't fit all. Data engineers don't do the same as data analysts and data scientists. The skill sets are different. The thoughts, the thought or mindset is different. These roles are needed in an organization, and then maybe you know manifested in different ways in your company, right? If you're part of these data teams at your company, reflect on a few things. How are your teams working? Do you know what each team is working on? Do you know what everybody, what everyone's role is? Are there areas of improvement? Could you yourself collaborate better? Could your team collaborate better? Does onboarding new people take a long time? Maybe you reflect back when you on you came on board to your team. How long did that take? And compare it to someone new that has been hired. Has it gotten any better? Think about what you can do and what you can start doing today to make it better. Right now, if you are managing these teams, ask yourself this. Is it clear to the organization as a whole what your team does? Do your stakeholders or partners know what your team is accomplishing? If the answer to that is no, then start by creating a communication strategy for your team. For once, you know, for, for at least one thing, send out your team's release notes if you are in some form of development cadence. If not, Send out a monthly newsletter to all your stakeholders or the whole company, for that matter, on the top things that your team has accomplished that month. Let's say it's an analytics team. You're not really in a certain cadence, so you want to publish out. Here are the the top trending, you know, dashboards that you've published out. The ones that have made the most impact. Something of that sort. Another thing to look at is you know, maybe meet with your most important business partners or the ones that are, you know, most impacted, and go over with them what your plan is for the next month, so they know what value you are bringing to them and also what they should be expecting in the next month. It gives them a level of excitement, and everyone appreciates transparency, right? I hope you have enjoyed today's episode on data teams. There are so many areas to dive in to just on these teams, and I will do so in time. Until next time, check out the blog for more resources on this topic, and come back for another episode of the Data Coach Podcast. The Data Coach is hosted by Lorena Vasquez. You can find more information about this podcast and your host on thedataplaybook.com. Slash the Data Coach Podcast.